Hello and welcome to the Magpie and Bunny podcast, the podcast where we talk about all of the things that we just can't talk, that we just can't justify talking about anywhere else. I mean, we joke. I, I, I said I should stop using the I'll edit that out joke, but I don't know. That's kind of perfect. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to say I'll edit it out. <laughs> it's a great start. Keep going. Oh, we're Keep doing going. great so far. Keep going. <laughs> I am crawling in my skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Fear is how I fall, confusing what is real. I am Bubbles. She, her. And I am the grayest movie I think I have ever watched in my life. And that includes black and white films. Uh, I'm Belle, and my pronouns are she, her. You always try so hard to make your introduction, like, relevant to whatever we're talking about. Why do you do this? Should I not? No, you should do it. I mean, because whatever, I mean, whatever we're talking about is on my mind. So I just kind of, that's just where my brain is at. Well, that's maybe a better idea as far as branding goes than whatever the fuck I'm doing. Remember when I said I was going to try to not curse on this show? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing great. (sighs) Speaking of this show, this week we're talking about the 2008 movie Twilight. And if we have time, I might talk a little bit about the sequel. Of which there are apparently a hundred. Belle didn't get a chance to watch that, so we're going to put our main focus on the first one. I get to throw you under the bus right away, and I think that's pretty great. I mean, I literally, I just watched the the first movie literally an hour ago. Alright, so Twilight was, well, so the Twilight book series was, well, so the first book in the series was released in 2005, written by the author Stephanie Meyer. Mayer, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce her last name, if I'm being honest. Uh, The books were a big hit. Every teenage girl and middle-aged woman loved them. I remember reading the first book um, when I was in middle school. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed them, too. And then three years later, well, actually, you know what? The movie actually started production, like, Almost the same year the book came out and was a big hit. They were being developed by Paramount. Paramount kind of got them stuck in development hell for three years until eventually the rights were bought by Summit Entertainment, who had just gone to like multi-platform production, distributing, and all that jazz. And so they jumped on the chance to make a movie for Twilight, because Twilight was a big deal. And then eventually, three years later, in the year 2008, they finally got the first movie released, directed by... Christine Hardwick, I believe her name is. Let me double check that name. Catherine Hardwick. My bad. So tell me, Belle, what are some of your experiences with with Twilight before we started doing it for this podcast, before we started watching the movie? I read the first book, the first Twilight book, back in middle school? Maybe high school. I was in school. And I read the first one, and then I watched... The, the movie, the first movie that we're talking about now. Uh, and then I didn't mm-hmm. didn't bother with any of the sequels. Uh, and I moved on with my life. I mean, and then you asked me to watch, watch the movie again. And some parts of it I remembered, and some parts of it I really didn't. Oh, yes, this movie's wild. So, I mean, this movie got a reputation. Everyone had an opinion about Twilight. People, I People think- loved shitting on this series, and I guess I'm kind of throwing my uh, throwing my opinion out early, but I just think it was kind of boring more than anything. Maybe the sequels get far worse. I don't know. But like everybody hated this movie. Well, that was because it was made for teenage girls and people hate everything made for teenage girls. I guess. Do you, but like, do you do you remember when Hotel Transylvania came out i'm going somewhere with this i promise hotel transylvania came out and there was like a quick scene where they were making fun of how cheesy twilight was and i remember every like film critic because i was big into the film critics back then were like super praising how funny it was that they were joking about twilight and how cheesy it was and like that's all i remember hearing about yeah i remember that everyone's like oh Adam Sandler movie, but it's okay because they make fun of Twilight ones, and it's not even like a clever joke or anything. It's like literally no, just it's Adam just a Sandler cheap... walks into a theater and says, "Oh God, that's no, not he." He's 
he sees someone watching on a plane or something. I don't even remember. Yeah, no, they're on a they're on a plane, and he's like, "Is this what people think vampires are, or something like that?" And it's it's like a two second joke, and like I that's mean, all I remember hearing about. And I'm like, "Why are we talking about that with these movies?" And it's like, "Well, we're not here to talk about Hotel Transylvania. That'll be another thing because they're coming out with a fourth movie. What?" Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, Hotel Transylvania came out in 2012. That was the same year as the final movie was coming out. I guess that Twilight right. was coming out. I but mean, yeah, relevant so... enough. Because you still had those other, like, what were they called? Not the scary movies, but like the other ones. Like epic I mean, movie and disaster movie and all that crap. I know what you're talking about. The movie Vampires Sucks is probably the one that you're referring yes. to. Yes, yeah, that's it. Who made all the scary movies and everything else. So, you know, same thing. Yeah, that's the, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, so I read these books in middle school. I started watching the movies, but honestly, the peer pressure kind of got to me, and I just sort of gave up Twilight and stepped away from it. So I only ever saw the first two movies when as they were coming out. But then kind of like, as I got older, and as people sort of laid off of the movies, and some people eventually started coming out and saying, oh, you know, actually, they're like, not the crimes against humanity that everyone wanted to call them out for back when they were coming out. And there's been a lot of healthier discourse about the Twilight movies over the past couple of years. And so that's... Well, because I feel like it's, it's, it's gotten... Uh... Um, it's gotten to the point where the initial like hatred and everybody being very over the top and exaggerating everything that's died down and now you've got people who are like hey i watched this movie when i was like 10 and i still have this like nostalgic attachment to it like literally me it 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 happens it happens all the time like i remember when people back in like the year 2000 2001 people complained about ed ed and eddie and saying it was the downfall of cartoon network and now it's like hailed as this nostalgic masterpiece that you know we all watched as kids like it happens all the time like there have been defenders of the freaking live action cat in a hat movie of all things like time is usually kind to these kind of media yeah i i feel like there's something kind of interesting to be said about twilight though because like i mean it's the horror genre as told for women instead of for men and i mean like you know vampire romance novels have been a thing since forever like Anne rice is like an author who exists yeah i was gonna i was gonna say interview with a vampire kind of shit and buffy obviously buffy before this so yeah like woman's horror has been a thing for a while like Anne rice and buffy that has been a thing but nothing has been quite as mainstream as like twilight twilight was a huge deal twilight was everywhere twilight wasn't just on bookshelves twilight wasn't just like a niche tv show with a niche audience it was everywhere you saw trailers for it everywhere you saw the books getting re-released and everything like that everyone was talking about twilight and everyone had an opinion about twilight it was i don't know maybe as culturally relevant as titanic another like huge deal everyone was watching it and a bunch of people hated it because it was made for teenage girls and again, something that people have been fine with over time. Yeah, I feel like you might be doing a little bit of a disservice to how popular other romantic vampire stories have been. But I, I think part of what made Twilight such a, um, a a hit and both good and bad criticisms is that it came out right when the internet was in its huge boom like the books came out like the first book at least came out like one year before youtube launched and you know by 2008 there were like people uh like i remember like uh what's the what were they what were they called the the, the channel awesome people like they were in in full swing when twilight was a thing and yes they perpetuated a lot of the the, like the angry movie reviewers if you remember that craze like they love tearing apart twilight because oh it's this cheesy vampire movie uh made for you know 12 year olds yeah it was an easy target like it easy was... easy targets yeah, yeah. It's not really made for everyone's and, you know, the people who might be a little bit more used to seeing stuff that was made for them in the spotlight would kind of come at this and say, well, I mean, you know, I don't like it. It must be stupid. And people like if we're being honest, I think some of the channel awesome people are a little I think the, the best term I've heard to describe them is uncurious or non-curious or anything to that effect. Not very interested in assholes. You can say it. <laughs> yes. Close minded. There. That's a but you know, let let's just describe the people from Channel Awesome <laughs> as maybe a little close minded when it comes to certain things. And 
I, I feel like that was a lot of the attitude towards the Twilight movies in general. Either you liked them and you enjoyed them in some way, shape, or form, or you hated them. I'm a little upset that I... I let that whole vitriol kind of get to me and stop me from enjoying something that I really liked when I was young. And, like, you know, being... My own experiences as a teenager were kind of complicated because, I mean, like, I'm a trans person. So, essentially, being a teenage girl but, like, not being able to experience anything as a teenage girl kind of made things extra complicated. So, you know, there was that extra pressure and I kind of felt like I had to leave that kind of stuff behind. So, it's felt really good to come back later and revisit this and say, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. I enjoy this thing and I'm not sorry about that. This this movie came out the year after the first Transformers movie did and I feel like that's the perfect parallel. Movies are, like, trash made for teenage boys that came out the same year as trash made for teenage girls and i mean like if those movies can get five sequels and a spin-off and make billions of dollars and people can enjoy them and say you know what fine if you enjoy them okay they're just not for me then i feel like i can say you know what whatever if it's not for you it's not for you i will enjoy twilight and this is my thing i'm gonna die on this hill <laughs> I mean, like, and good, good on you for that. Because I know the, those Transformers movies did also get quite a bit of of hate uh, as they were coming out, but it was nowhere near the hate that Twilight got. Just like, and that's purely because Twilight is aimed at a predominantly female audience, and people like really hate women and things made for women. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, I think this. we're allowed to say that because in this day and age, if you're still talking about Twilight and you're not dunking on it i feel like everyone who's not going to be on board with us saying that people aren't super kind to things made for women or frankly to women in general they're probably not listening by now so we're okay well good we don't want them listening anyway we support women in this house this is the respecting woman podcast like and media made for women you're talking to the only person who was excited when they were reading yeah. popples I... <laughs> Tell me what that is later. <laughs> I, I think we do need to cover more weird stuff because like... That sounds fun. I kept saying, let's cover like weird, obscure stuff. If you want weird stuff, I, mean, I you, got you. You brought some weird stuff to the table. You, you've got us watching like a Garbage Pail Kids cartoon. And I think like the second thing that I suggested for this show was Kingdom Hearts, which, you know, very obscure. Not a lot of people know what it is. You actually have to have a very high IQ. I'm not making that joke either. Mm -hmm. I feel like the you have to have a high IQ to enjoy this thing joke is the joke that everyone makes when they want to seem like they're making fun of pretentious people, but they're actually super pretentious themselves. I don't know. Whatever. We're talking about Twilight right now. You do not need a high IQ to like Twilight. <laughs> Twilight is for everyone who does not give a shit. <laughs> I can't tell if that's... For or against the point we're making. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it doesn't need to be good because I love it anyways. <laughs> Do we want to actually like explain 20 minutes the plot in. We're good. Okay, yeah, okay, of so the movie? If anyone doesn't know what to just bring, like it's not a hard movie to describe. It's got like two yes. plots. So points. for anyone who doesn't know what Twilight is, in the year of Arthur 2021, it's about a young woman named Bella Swan, named shortened to Belle. She moves from Phoenix, Arizona to go live with her dad in Forks, Washington. And when she's there, like, you know, she's dealing with small town ennui. And and so while she's living in this small town, she meets the Cullen family, which is a family of pale people people with like who are like super antisocial except she meets this one kid edward cullen who is very mysterious and seems to have a thing for her maybe kind of hates her it's you know it's it's the kind of sexual tension that's made for people who aren't ready for sexual tension yet and so as she gets to know this mysterious edgy boy she realizes he might have these like dark secrets or whatever and eventually finds out that he is a vampire which you know the scene where like i, I feel like she has this discovery that he's a vampire like five times through the movie she seems real close to cracking this case she's on google like three different times and it's like you know like you know after the first time right but it takes her like until like the hour mark in this movie and then they have the scene everybody knows about where they're in the forest and 
goes in a circle and the acting is really stilted and the cameraman's drunk and it's a mess oh my goodness the camera work in this movie is a fucking wild ride it is an adventure i i i hate it i hate the directing i hate the staging the cinematography all the camera work it's absolutely terrible the color correcting why is this movie blue like i get that they're in washington and like it's cloudy and rainy all the time so the vampires don't have to go out in the sun. But your movie looks bad. It just looks gross watching it. You know, this whole movie is like two extremes. Like, it feels like everyone who was working on this movie was either trying to put everything into it and just like go hog wild. Like, maybe just trying to get the camera to do whatever they can make it do instead of holding it still and just filming a shot. Like, someone who just holds a camera still. And like, there's some actors or like whoever was doing the lighting who just said, whatever, it's the twilight light movie just like get it done sign me my paycheck and let's move on and i i, I feel like yeah i think uh, honestly like, that's sort of some of my favorite things yeah. about the movie i feel like that's what makes the cheese is that it's just so all over the place it's so up and down like some people are going out some people are going wild some people who don't know what they're doing are trying to give it their all and some people who just don't want to be there are just kind of phoning it in it's definitely all over the place and i feel like i'm not casting blame on anybody obviously but it it just made because like if the movie didn't have all of the little like twilight isms that we've come to expect from it now it, it would just kind of be boring yes the fact that the fact that it's so like the people who are trying and who are giving it their all i'm like you know what i appreciate that i respect that i'm getting dizzy from everything that you're doing with the camera right now but i respect that you're giving it your, your, your i'm suppressed i'm glad you're giving it your go i'm glad you're giving it your all but like all these kids who are playing all the high school kids. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm glad you just learned what a Dutch angle is. You're doing great. And like some of the teenagers, it's like, I don't actually know if that's... You know what? Actually, I, I think... I, I feel like the teenage dialogue was actually pretty solid in this movie. I And at the very least, I think that the like the 20-year-olds playing high schoolers weren't anywhere near as bad as like a couple years earlier when all high schoolers were all played by like 30 and 40-year-olds. What do you mean? John Travolta's absolutely in high school yeah you know i i will give them credit though i think i think the teenagers in this movie at least sound like they could possibly be teenagers i'll give them that at least as far as i remember being a teenager uh i mean no teenagers i ever knew but you know maybe i'm special i didn't grow up in forks washington yes i'm i'm 25 i'm about as old as you can possibly get i don't know what the kids are doing these days that's why we're talking about twilight instead of the tiktoks and the fortnights I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was, and now what it was isn't it. And what is it is new and scary to me. Bella's trying to flex that she's older than me by quoting The Simpsons. Nothing says you're out of the loop by quoting Simpsons, and I love you for that. 90% of me talking to my friends is quoting The Simpsons, which means I'm ancient. <laughs> I think it's funny because I think you're only like a couple years of age different, different. I think your age is only like a couple years off from mine. Yeah, we're pretty close in age. It's, But for some reason, I just feel so much older it's because apparently all the TV you like to watch comes from the 80s. Look, we didn't have cable until a certain point, and I just had old VHSs. Oh, that's fair, that's fair. And that's why I became, that's that's how I became obsessed with, like, old Looney Tunes and, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost and, like, of iWorks cartoons and, like, because we had all those things on VHSs. And I would you just know, before we started filming this episode, we were talking to a um, someone who we were talking about having potentially having on as a guest in a future episode. And we were like, oh, you know, like, we're, we're pretty good at saying to the script, we don't really go on a whole lot of tangents. I feel like we're not talking about the plot of Twilight right now. I feel like we lied to this other person. Oh, no, we were talking about Twilight. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we lied. I mean, you're talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. You're close enough. If we're going to cover Casper... Can we keep talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost? Can we do an episode on Casper the Friendly Ghost? <gasps> If we're going to cover Casper the Friendly Ghost, it has to be the movie with Hilary Duff in it. Casper meets Wendy? You, you know I'm really excited for that, right? That sounds like something you'd be excited for. I'm super excited. Welcome to the Twilight episode. The episode where we talk about all the shows that Belle would rather be recording instead. <laughs>
This episode is now about Casper meets Wendy, the good little witch, played by Hilary Duff, which was a made-for-TV movie that came out in 1997 uh, and was originally planned to be a sequel to the 1995 film. Welcome to Casper, uh, the Live-action Casper film starring Christina Ricci. We can also talk about the spooktacular new adventures of Casper, uh, which acted more as a sequel to that 1995 movie, even having the Harveys in it. Uh, the Harveys, by the way, named after uh, Harvey Comics, which Casper was uh, published by. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about Casper now because I will just keep going and I've realized that. <laughs> Cut all this out. All this can go. So yeah, there's a little, after there's a little exchange where, you know, she says it out loud. She says, oh, okay, you're a vampire. Edward just like picks her up and throws her on her back and just goes for a jog because he, he's just so angry about like being out as a vampire, I guess. I don't know, but he- That scene is so wild, okay? That's the worst looking runs scene. Runs her up to the top of the mountain, past the cloud lines, so he can show her what happens when he steps out into the sunlight. And he shows her the sparkle effect, which the whoever did the VFX on the sparkle effect kind of feels like someone who fell asleep on the job. It, it, I looking it looks like at he just this, has a really like, bad I tan. Felt like I was just looking at a lens flare. I couldn't tell that it was actually supposed to be sparkling, but oh well. It, in, in the sequel, in New Moon, the second one, the effect looks a lot better, which is for the best because there's a couple more plot points that actually circle around the fact that vampires sparkle i appreciate how i'll believe that you because i feel like the sparkle effect is the worst effect in the whole movie um but most of the effects look pretty bad i don't like it whenever like edward has to like move in super speed and it it, it looks very bad when they just kind of awkwardly speed up Okay, now. I don't know why hanging up and coming back in muted my microphone. The movie takes a while to get to the point where they're actually talking about how much, uh, about him being a vampire and actually talking about what that means and what his whole vampire situation is. And, I mean, I get why that will make the movie feel, like, kind of slow, but, I mean, like, the whole point of the movie is to give Bella someone to crush on and the whole making sure that there's, like, a mystery around him is supposed to be, like, the big draw for him. So, like, sure, I get it. I almost don't get it. Okay, well, I mean, like, one of the big criticisms about this movie, which is kind of fair, is that Bella doesn't seem like she has a whole lot of agency in any of the movies, and she feels like she's more just reacting to things. But I will say, at the very least, the movies are all about what she wants. And... It uses a big chunk of the movie to establish and set up how how Edward is someone who she would want and actually lets her crush on him. And it's, it's about her feelings and what she is feeling. And I think that's kind of cool and nifty. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like there aren't a lot of points where it's like she doesn't have a lot of agency. But I do think credit where credit is due. It's it's not just like every other it's not like a whole bunch of other movies where just male lead and female lead have to crush on each other because it's just how that works but oh well it does take a while to actually get to the point where we're talking about vampires and getting to see all the really bad cheesy special effects where he's like running around and tearing things apart i don't know the cheesy special effects are kind of fun though yeah i mean as far as her agency goes the only thing she really does on her own is find out that he's a vampire. Because, again, we see her on Google, like, 16 times trying to piece everything together. and But everything else in the movie, she's just kind of doing what other people tell her to do. Like, her mom says, go live with your dad because she wants to go on a road trip or something. And she goes, okay. And then she gets to school and I, like... And then she's kind of awful. Like, her dad is... She's so mean to her dad. And her dad's actually pretty chill. And, like, I mean, yeah, he's a weird, awkward white man. But, like, he still obviously seems to care about his daughter and wants to do things with her. And, like... They go out to eat at the diner all the time, and... Yeah, like, he's... he's Like, he tries to make sure he's, 
she's okay constantly. She ends up in the hospital at least twice in the movie, and he's, like, freaking out both times. Yeah, so, like, as much as the movie kind of portrays him as, like, a bit of a deadbeat or whatever, like, there's really nothing... Like, I don't know, deadbeat's even too strong a word. Like, he's just, like, uncool. He's not really a... De- I mean, he's a cop, but... <laughs> and, like, that's that, not, like... Yeah, like, she, she blows him off like any teenager with an uncool dad would. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I I watch this and, like, he's clearly putting an effort to, like, try and reconnect with his daughter who has been, like, living with the other parent or with the step-parent for so long. And I feel like she spends a lot of the movie being a jerk to him. Later in the movie, closer to the... We're going to get... We're going to come back to this later. Because later in the movie, she's just oh, an no. extra big jerk to him. No, the end of the movie, she is so mean to him at the end of this movie. And I'm like, what did the dad do? I mean, like, yeah, he's probably a drunk. He's, like, drinking beer in every scene. But, like, he's never mean to her. I don't think he ever says anything bad. He seems to have her interests at heart. Like, she's like, whatever, dad, I gotta leave. And he just, like... Okay, she has to like emotionally scar her father to leave because he's just super protective of her and be like, we'll "Hey, come back to this later. oh yeah, we're not we're not there yet, but like, yeah, we'll come back. I I know, I know, I know. I'm but yeah. So at the point she's at right now, the only person she's interested in are the cool vampires, and like you know, she goes to meet them at their house, and they're all trying to. Are they cool though? Are they? They're edgy. And that's cool to a teenage girl who loves... It's like, they're not really that interesting. Maybe they get interesting in the sequels. Because, like, the most... I mean, like, Edward's the one we spend the most time with, but Edward's kind of a fucking creep. I love Jasper in these movies. He looks like he's constantly, like, swallowed something that he is, like, alive, and, like, he's struggling to, like, swallow it. <laughs> oh, no, I've I, I was trying to think of what he reminded me of because his expression, where he just like always looks like he's like in pain and shock at the same time. It reminds me of, and this is going to be a pull that you probably don't know about. He looks like Caesar the Somnambulist from uh, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, uh, which is an old German uh, expressionism film, and. Like, he's got the same, like, expression, and he's got the pale face, and, like, the the pained eyes. Like, it's the same deal, I swear to God. Facial expressions throughout the whole movie are a treasure. The actor who played... And then, I don't... Do they all have... Do they all have superpowers? Most of them do. You were, like, basically... Because they introduced... The only... We only see... Two of them with superpowers. I was. I said I called them the X-Men because <laughs> they all seem to have powers. Yes. Emmett is a little bit stronger than everyone else, but that's just because they got the most muscular dude to play him. So I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, he was stronger in the books too, but like, you know, some pe- some of the vampires are a little bit faster than other vampires. Some of them are a little bit stronger than other vampires. Uh, and then some of them just have, like, special abilities. Like, Alice can see the future. Yeah, but, like, being slightly stronger or slightly faster isn't, like, a superpower. Like, regular humans are like that. Yeah, and, like, some of these people just have, like, abilities. Like, Alice can see the future, Edward, mind reading. Uh, Jasper has the ability to control people's moods, but they don't really do anything with that in this movie. But, like, one of the first things that happened in the sequel in New Moon is, like, it, it's it's Bella's birthday. And so she doesn't want anybody to get her presents. But then, like, Alice comes and gives her a present. Since she can f- see the future, she's like, oh, I, saw, I already saw you open it and you love it. I can't wait to see how you like it. And so then to convince her to accept the gift, like, Jasper makes her excited about the present. And she doesn't realize it until after she's already accepted it. It's it's a cute scene. It's a little weird to think about like someone who's able to like fuck with their emotions I... like that, but oh well, it looked cute in the movie. Yeah, that's literally emotionally manipulative, but that's fine. So throughout this movie, like while she's getting into like while while she's interested in Edward, she's also 
every now and then meeting with her childhood friend, Jacob, who is from a nearby Native American reservation. Anyone who's familiar with the books knows that he ends up being another love interest later. I mean, but if we're going to talk about the love interest in the movie, then I have to ask you, Team Edward or Team Jacob? Fuck if I know. I mean, like, Jacob doesn't do anything in this movie uh, except for hate Edward, and Edward's kind of creepy, I'm not going to lie, with the whole, like, I like watching you while you sleep. I'm like, uh, back off. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Not going to lie, but, I mean... And, like, he literally admits to stalking her early on in the movie. And I'm like, I don't know how we're going to come back from this. Yes, we need to unpack why that's such a thing, but we're also not going to unpack why that's such a thing. And, no, and I mean, like, if it's some, if, like, somebody's into it, you're into it. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not. You're not going to marsh anyone's mellow? Uh, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, it's a. It's like a, a romantic fantasy, and it's like, if you're into it, you're into it. I'm just like, the I watch you while you sleep isn't my thing. Yeah, the whole I watch you while you sleep thing, I feel like I get what that was going for. That was supposed to be, like, adding to the danger and the mystique or whatever. And, like, you know, if that's what it's there for, that's what it's there for. It's 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 a It's a power thing. It's like, you know... This dangerous monster can sneak into your room and kill you, but he doesn't. He just wants to make out with you. I'm like I get it, but uh, at the same time, not not really my thing. So another so like another big thing about the Twilight movies was the whole Team Edward versus Team Jacob debate. And as a couple of polyamorous people, like that feels like a really weird question. Yeah, porque no los dos, you know? Yeah, I'm like like I get it. That's not. That's not everyone's usual, like, point that they come in and approach these things from. Like, you know, it's it's more common for someone to be monogamous. But, like, as a polyamorous person who's like, okay, I mean, like, if you have a conversation. That's why I've always had a, I've always had a, I've always had a problem with love triangles. Like, even as a young person, I just never understood them. Um, part of that's uh, because I just don't understand... Yeah, like we've come human romance. I, I I am robot. Like you have to speak to me like I'm I don't know what you're talking about when it comes to that kind of stuff because I don't. Yeah, we we've complained about this in our first episode in Dinotopia, but yeah, like as, like I get love triangles feel like an easy way to build drama and tension or whatever, but like at the same time, like at least to us and well, okay, you know what? I, I feel like most of the people in all the places where I share these episodes, people know what polyamory is. If anyone doesn't, that essentially just means like you're open to dating more than one person at a time in a consensual manner. Like I might have like two girlfriends who both know that I'm dating someone else or something like that. Essentially, it just means that like in this scenario, if I were Bella and I was trying to decide, well, was I going to date Edward or was I going to date Jacob? I might just talk to them, have a conversation, see if they're both willing to have a relationship. But oh, well. I would choose neither of them and go for Susie Crabgrass. Because for any for any fans of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, uh, the actress that plays Susie Crabgrass on that show is in this movie. And I didn't know that. And I kind of got excited when I saw that she was in this movie. Wait, who does she play? She is the one photographer student Angela. with the glasses. Angela, the one who dates Eric. Sure. You could tell me any name and I'd be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know all of their names. I have all the names of all the characters from the movie memorized, at least. Oh my goodness. There's white kid, other white kid, the one Asian kid, the oh. one black kid, Anna Kendrick, uh, and that's it. <laughs> I should be ashamed that I know all of these characters' names, but I'm not. But yeah, so as I was saying earlier, like, this, as much as I love, like, th- this whole series is like aggressively heterosexual aggressively monogamous <laughs> cough that's part of the cheese cough yeah i mean yeah yeah and like i get it like this whole movie i understand right like i think it's mostly a boring movie but it's like the appeal is there right like we we 
I understand the monster romance genre. It's just they don't. Uh, they just don't do that much interesting with it. It's just kind of. It's just kind of boring and basic. It is boring and basic, but this is one of those moments where I'm gonna let myself be basic in in peace because I love it. I, you're allowed to love it. Like I'm just, you know. Thank you for it's allowing. Fine. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't think it. I. I don't. I don't think it deserved any of the hate it got. It's certainly not that bad. Well, yeah, sure. The hate was the hate. And I, I do feel like anybody who watches it now and, like, so long after, like, it's gotten as much hate as it's gotten can at least watch it and can at least see, like, that there is the appeal. Like, I mean, like, I feel like you just said this, like, just now. Like, you can see that the appeal is there. Even if it's not your thing, you can see, okay, yeah, I get it. And I see where it's coming from. Yeah, like it's it's fine and I feel like that's the worst part because I don't really have that much to say about that cuz like I can like the worst part for me was that the movie is just gray and ugly but you like the acting's kind of stilted and the plot's a little bit bleh, but like eh, you know I can complain about how I think they wanted to set up a mystery, and I really don't understand it. Because, like, part of it is like, oh, what's what's up with Edward? He's so strange. But that kind of doesn't... It just builds up to, like, we're vampires, and then I, nothing. And then they kind of have this little, like, murder mystery thing with, like, an animal's killing people, but it's actually vampires, and I think we're meant to think it's, like, Edward or his family, but it's actually these other vampires, but then it ends up just being one of the other vampires who's, like, extra bad, and, like, I don't... Was this all supposed to be a mystery? Because I didn't get anything out of this. So I think the biggest mystery is just what's going on with Edward Cullen. And I mean, you know, that's a thing. But like, I feel like the whole, like the movies were probably, were like advertised around being like a vampire romance. So everyone went into this movie knowing that Edward was a vampire. So it did take a while where it was like, what's going on with Edward? And it kept alluding to vampires like the entire time. Like when Bella talks to Jake about like the old... The, the old legend about why the Collins can't come on to the reservation. Uh, like, she starts doing all this research with the book that she gets from town. And, like, she's reading essentially about vampires. And, like, everyone's looking at them like, yeah, it's vampires. Like, okay, vampires, vampires, vampires. And it still takes, like, another, like, 20, 30 minutes before she actually just says, okay, you're a vampire. Show me the vampire stuff that you do. Yeah, they're trying to hide it by calling him like they call him the cold one and I made fun of this when I was when I was texting you about the movie when I was watching it I'm like that sounds like a beer that doesn't sound like he's a monster <laughs> I made a remark that uh, in the following couple of movies Jake and the rest of the werewolves like to crack open cold ones with the boys but you know what we've been talking about it's it's, a, it's terrible. But, you know, we've been talking about how boring this movie is for a while. But I think we're getting to what is probably the best part of the whole movie. And that is the baseball game. The baseball game is so weird and extra for no reason. <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. Uh, the baseball it just, it just gets so over the top during the baseball scene. Like, there's a thunderstorm going on. And so Edward, so the whole family goes to go play baseball out in the woods far away from town where no one can hear them. And so Edward says, oh, like, we have to play during a thunderstorm. And as soon as we start playing, you'll see why. And it's because, like, because they all have vampire superpowers, when they hit the baseball, it's, like, super loud and sounds like a crack of thunder. So they play during a thunderstorm. So no one wonders why there's all these loud thunder noises coming from out in the woods. And it's just... Everyone's wearing baseball costumes. Emmett is wearing a backwards cap because of course he is. Why wouldn't he? I It's not even backwards. It's like half on the side and almost to the back, but not quite. Oh, you're right. It's even cornier. I remember now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I made note of that because he looked like uh, an ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, yes! He looked like such a jackass, and I love him for that. Oh and my like, goodness. Oh. It, it looked very dumb, and everybody's wearing this, like, mishmashed baseball outfits, and the, the super speed effects that uh, I think look really, really ugly, they're in full force in this scene, because they gotta run around... And they just kind of speed up some footage and awkwardly do some motion blurs and shit. Uh, I didn't. I. Uh. Yes, the camera shots. They are moving everywhere. They will not stand still. They will not. And like it's no. Every little thing is so freaking like the camera's going crazy and it's like zooming in and out. And I'm like, I don't. I know who's here. I know what. I know who's. I don't need to see all this. And it's like even just like up to the way that the the future sight girl, the the way the future sight girl pitches her baseball is so fucking. And she does it like every time. Oh my goodness! It's it's like she's trying to dance and pitch. Every single time she like winds it up and does a little dance and does her little ballet pose, sticks her leg out and then throws. I'm like, what are you doing? And the dad is wearing a scarf while he's playing. Because why wouldn't he be wearing a scarf? Right? <laughs> oh my god, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. It's just, oh my goodness. It's so... It's... I I mean... I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, like, again... It's extra as fuck for no reason, but I didn't really get a reaction out of me, you know? There were, there were two points in this movie that actually made me chuckle. Okay, well, you had to tell us what both of those points in the movie are. And, yeah, no, the the first was Bella comes over to Edward's house for the first time, and the vampires are trying to be, like, super nice and hospitable and, like, making dinner for her. The vampires don't eat because they're, like, immortal monsters, so they don't eat whatever. Uh, and they're being nice and making her dinner, and she comes in and is like, oh, I already ate. And then the second she goes, oh, I already ate, the one the one vampire just smashes a bowl in anger. And the the second one that made me laugh was... Okay, wait. Hold on. Um, hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to tell you a fun fact. What? So during that scene where Rosalie, the vampire lady, breaks the glass bowl in her hand, they did a couple of takes of that. And the first time they did it, like, apparently they didn't think to do, like safe glass or anything like that because she cut up her hands and that's why she's wearing gloves in that scene because for all the other takes her hands were all cut up from the first bowl that she broke so they had to like they used a real bowl (laughs) yes why would you not use breakaway glass (laughs) i have no idea i (laughs) what the fuck twilight filmmakers oh my goodness Oh, it's a good time. And also, when at this scene, when they're in the house, that's when you realize that everyone's wearing, like, a logo somewhere on their body. Like, all of the guys, like Edward and Emmett, wear, like, these large leather wristbands that have, like, the Cullen family crest on them. And then, like, all the other women have, like, necklaces or other pieces of jewelry that have it. And I'm like, is that not the most conspicuous thing? Not super important, I'm sure. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, not super important. I'm sure they just wanted to be able to sell something at Hot Topic and... A leather wristband with the Colin family crest on it is easy enough to sell. I'm sure I would have bought it. But what was the second thing that made you laugh? Oh, the second thing that made me laugh was when it's at Bella's house and she's like, Dad, Edward wants to meet you. And the dad is just like really not having any of this shit. And he's like, okay. And he cocks a shotgun and he goes, bring him in. And Bella's like, oh my god, just be nice. And like, that made me laugh. Yeah, twas a thing. That was funny. But that was it. Those were the only two things, I think. And it was like, it it was the timing. Because it was so fast. Both of those jokes were just like so quick. In a movie that is mostly really slow. Why was this movie two hours long? I don't know, but oh lord, was I having fun with that. But after the baseball scene, the other vampires show up. And I don't necessarily know what was going on with these vampires. It was just, I guess it was a couple of CW models that they had who were 
running around killing people, and they're ready. They they heard the baseball coming, so they come over and they meet all the other vampires. But because Bella's there and she's a human, they all want to eat her. And one of them is a special vampire. He's a tracker, and so he really enjoys hunting things down and chasing things. So because there's all these other vampires telling him, no, you can't eat this human, that, like, challenges him. And now he's super excited to chase down this human. And so that's, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie is them trying to protect Bella from this vampire. Yeah, with, like, no build-up, I should add, this guy becomes the villain of the movie. Well, it's because this movie wasn't really about having a villain. It, I mean, it was... I guess they just decided in the last 30 minutes that they needed an extra conflict... And it felt like a conflict that needed its own movie, but oh well. A fun fact, though, when they show up, like, the camera pans down and shows you that they're all barefoot for some reason. I don't remember why them being barefoot was supposed to be important. But they have red contact lenses in their eye, and their feet are covered by slippers. That's supposed to make it look like they're barefoot, so they don't actually have to walk around being barefoot. And both of those costume pieces were created by the director by herself like she made she designed the slippers to, to look like bare feet herself she designed the contacts that look like red eyes herself apparently according to the imdb trivia page well i good for her list me off some more imdb trivia well so the imdb trivia page really loves the fact that robert pattinson is going to be playing batman next year like, they comment, like, oh, you know, vampires usually turn into bats. And though the vampires don't turn into bats in this movie, Robert Pattinson is going to be playing Batman, who is a bat, in the 2022... Who says 2022? In the 2022 Batman movie. Henry Cavill was going to play... was... Well, okay. So Stephanie Meyer wanted Henry Cavill to play the role of Edward Cullen, but Robert Pattinson played him instead. Henry Cavill later went on to play Superman, and Robert Pattinson would later go on to play Batman. So that's cool. Riveting. That's also where I found out that um, Rosalie had to wear the gloves because she cut her hand. The, I say Rosalie, the actress who played Rosalie. I don't know her name. I only know the characters' names because that's where I'm at with this movie. But yeah, that was one of the IMDb trivia facts, that she had to wear those gloves because she cut her hands open on the glass bowl. God, let's go back to dinosaur facts. This IMDb facts ain't giving us nothing. Yes, what's a dinosaur fact? Give us a dinosaur fact. We forgot a dinosaur fact last episode. This has got to be a good one. <laughs> it's got to be a good one. Uh, well, how about the fairly recent discovery that Spinosaurus, which we thought was mostly terrestrial, um, was uh, discovered to have like fins on its tail... So it w was at least partially aquatic, in theory, at least. There's also fun bits with its uh, the nostrils of the Spinosaurus, um, which is, has nothing to do with the tail fin discovery. But the the nostrils are actually very far up, like close to close to their eyes. I forget I forget the word for it, and I apologize. And scientists think it's so the Spinosaurus can dip the front of its pretty long beak into the into the water and with its nostrils above the water and just wait for prey to uh, swim by and then it snaps it up uh spinosaurus is a really cool dinosaur for anybody who wants to uh, research it I, I i really enjoy it it's also one of the biggest creatures so there's a lot of physiological details on the dinosaur that implies that it was probably a lot more aquatic than people previously thought it was. Is that correct? Yeah, no, we, yeah, we thought Spinosaurus was closer to like a, a, a Dimetrodon kind of uh, thing where it would like be mostly land-based, but no, we're pretty sure uh, at this point that it's lived in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Though, I mean, it obviously had legs, so that likely amphibious, but you know, it's cool. That is a cool dinosaur fact, and I dig it. You, you dig it? Like, like, like dinosaur bones? Like a paleontologist, yes. Yeah. We should wrap this up, though, because we're like an hour and 15 minutes to our recording, and we haven't even finished the last bit of the movie yet. But we had it. Nope. We have to make it two hours long to match this this movie. I'm going to bed in 20 minutes. Oh, God. No. No. Well, let's... We'll wrap it up. 
Because we're at the end of the movie. They, like... So, yeah, at the end... Like, the conflict finally starts an hour where, and a half like, into the movie, Bella's and the, the evil evil ponytail vampire is chasing after them, and they another fight fun, him, and... Another fun fact. The actor who plays James, the tracker vampire, was originally cast to play Emmett, but wanted to play the role of James, the evil vampire, instead. So that role got switched around and someone else got cast to play Emmett. And so then there's a little bit of... Mm. He wanted out of this movie after the first one. (laughs) So there's a little bit of that guy trying to track down Bella and everyone else. And they managed to stay away from him. Well, so they managed to like trick him by giving some of Bella's clothes to some of the other vampires. And so then they sort of lead him away. But eventually when he figures that out, he goes... Why do they have to dress like her, by the way? Because her clothes have her scent on them. So he's tracking her scent. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't they just carry her clothes around? They can probably run faster if they're not carrying things. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, like, if you're carrying something in your arm... Edward was going real fast and had a whole-ass human on his back. And yet he was able to go faster when she clung onto his back like a little spider monkey, remember? Like like a spider monkey, yes. Like a spider monkey. Calls her spider monkey, which I think was supposed to be his sexy talk. So, yeah, they, they lead him away, but then as soon as he realizes he's been tricked, he manages to find out where where Bella's mother is. And so he goes back to Phoenix, Arizona, which also happens to be where Bella's hiding. That's more of a coincidence. And so he goes to a ballet studio, just a room filled with mirrors, and pretends to have Bella's mother hostage there because Bella's mother is still on her road trip. And so he manages to convince Bella to show up alone. And it takes a while for any of the other vampires to realize where she went or what's happening. And so that gives James, the evil vampire, time to attack Bella until Edward can show up. He manages to show up first because apparently he's supposed to be faster than everyone else. And then there's a fight scene where he gets his ass kicked a little bit. But you can see more cheesy vampire fights and everything. And then all the other vampires show up. And there is a scene in, in there where... where um... Well, what's his name? James? Like mm-hmm. James is the evil vampire. Really right. brutally breaks Bella's leg. I wasn't... I didn't remember that, and I didn't expect that at all. And it's like this... Like, Kristen Stewart just lets out this awful scream that I'm like, no, you're selling it. Yes. Like, you you actually it's, it's just a got very your leg intense, It's the most intense... Well, I can say very intense. It's definitely the most intense scene in the entire movie. I can give it that much credit. Yeah, I think it's the most gruesome part of the movie. You also get to see people, like, rip him apart. Like, rip apart James, the vamp- the evil vampire. And then they start a, bo- a bonfire. Yeah, they're real casual yeah, they about that, too. They're like, nope, we gotta rip him apart. And they gotta, we, go, we gotta rip him apart, and we gotta burn all the pieces. That's the only way to get rid of him. And I'm like, you got there real fast, yo. <laughs> Yes, they bring that up a couple of times during the last couple of minutes because they're like, oh, shoot, we didn't establish how to actually kill a vampire. We're going to have to kill one. We'll just, like, into the last couple of No, it was, like, five seconds after they met him. Edward's like, nope, we got to rip him apart and, and, and burn all of his body. And, and, and then right before I'm just it. like, I already? We're that? That's the plan? Just immediately? <laughs> exactly, yes. And then right before they're, right, right after they kick his butt, at the very end of the movie, Emmett's like, okay, Emmett or Jasper or somebody is like, okay, yeah, we gotta rip them apart and burn the pieces. Like, they're repeating that, just in case you didn't catch it the first time, and just in case you didn't get that this is how you kill a vampire. But, oh well. Right. You get to see Alex, like, And they do a thing at the, at the end where, like, Bella gets... Yeah, that was, that was gruesome. But they do a thing where Bella gets bit, right? And she's, like, turning into a vampire. Oh my- and yes, then the scene it's like Bella the, the ultimate, like the test of then, faith because like, they've been the building up for the movie that like Edward, it, like really wants to, yeah, and it's like Edward really wants to eat her for like the whole movie, and they've been like building it up. Like there was a scene where they were like making out in her bedroom or whatever, and Edward had to pull herself off of her because he 
wanted to kill her or something like that. It's a sexy monster romance. And then at the end, it's like the test of faith is like, I have to do this to save her. She's going to become an undead vampire, which I spoilers. I think she ends up doing in a later movie anyway, but it's whatever. It's a process to get there, but that doesn't happen and in this movie. Like, I'm sure. Um, but my point was, I'm praising the movie because I don't want this to sound like I'm trashing it. Uh, they actually set up a thing and had it somewhat try to pay off. Uh, well, I just don't want to be like super like, oh, this movie's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not. It's fine. You don't have you don't have to like excuse yourself for making fun of the movie. Like I'm making fun of it. I love it. It's okay. You can you can have fun with. It. The parts that you like, the parts that you don't like. I mean, I'll make fun of the movie. The movie's stupid. We all understand that you're not criticizing. But this I do. Movie I just like the because you like a lot of girls. the lore you're isn't criticizing it because I made you watch it and now you have stuff to say about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like there's good part. Like I liked the that he it's Edward who has to like save her quote unquote without killing her but he's like tempted to kill her because he's an evil monster or whatever like things like that are, are set up and pay off um most everything else that you think is set up is not paying off yes, in any in the scenes where she's way. on the floor Maybe it does in like the sequels i have you, no idea when you're pausing a movie or something like that you might pause in a bad frame and the character might have a weird facial expression Every time the camera points at her, no. Floor, it, yeah, we got to talk about this. Yes, we do have to talk about this. But every time the camera points at her while she's at the floor, it looks like she's making the kind of face that someone would only make if you pause a movie at the wrong time. So, of course, I got a bunch of screen caps and I shared them all in the Discord. I'm like, y'all, you need to look at these faces because they were an adventure. I just. Not. I'm going to rag on the cinematographer again because. Man, they don't know how to shoot faces in this movie. I think this one was the director's fault. Like, nobody... There is not a... Well, director, then. There's not a single flattering shot of anybody in this movie. There's not, and I love it for that. And it's, it's like, they're either... They're, like, either way too close or at a weird angle or, like, half of the shots of Bella it looks like the the meme when it's, like, you're playing your Switch and turn it off and you see your your how your face looks. Like, that's what <laughs> Bella looks like. Yes! Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it's, like... And these are not... Like, these are attractive actors. They just, like, they're framed so terribly, and everything is gray, and the freaking cameraman won't stop spinning okay. around. So we were pushing and... this a little bit. This is going to be one of our long episodes. So let me see if I can push this through the last couple of bits, but in a little bit of a rapid-fire session. Are you all right with that? Uh, oh. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Lightning round. So after the whole fight scene and everything, and after Edward sucks out the venom from her arm without killing her. It's a big thing for him to do. She wakes up later in the hospital. Uh, the mom's there. And she's like, oh my goodness, I bet you don't even remember. Like, you tripped and fell through a window when Edward and his dad were coming to try to get you when you left town after being a piece of garbage to your dad. Oh, do you even remember any of that? She says, oh no, I guess that's how I broke my leg. And everyone just sort of rolls with that. And it gets to end with her going to prom. Yeah, they what no 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 no. They all buy this story. I want to stop for just a second cuz the only we are so over time right now. The only people corroborating this story I don't care. The only people the person telling them this story is the boyfriend that Bella just pretended to have a fight with. And they're like, oh, she tripped and fell down the stairs. And her parents are like, yeah, that checks out man who just had a fight with my daughter. Continue, I'm sorry. And then they go to prom, which is something that's been set up for the whole rest of the movie. And Bella gets to wear a fancy dress. And, I mean, you know, there's a lot of attention actually given to Bella's dress in this scene. 
but apparently that dress is only $20, and the suit that um, Edward Cullen is wearing in that scene was apparently the most expensive outfit from the entire movie, in the entire costuming department. But then the two of them go to prom. Um, there's a brief scene where Jacob comes into prom and says, hey, my dad wants you to break up with him. Apparently, like, he's watching him for whatever reason. I mean, you know, that's just a singer setting up for the sequel. And then it ends with Bella saying, you know, you could have just let me turn into a vampire. I really want to be immortal. I want to live with you forever. Again, she's just sort of establishing what her goal is for the next couple of movies and sort of wrapping up what's going on here. You know, one last one last thing that I really should have mentioned earlier, but I, I, I cannot record this podcast without mentioning it. But there is one scene where she's in the cafeteria like way earlier in the movie and she's like looking at fruit or whatever. And she drops an apple and then it, it cuts over to someone like kicking it up in the air and grabbing it in their hands so that it looks like the apple in the hands on the cover of the book. And all of the movies try really hard in order to get like whatever the distinct image from the cover is at some point in the movie. Like in the New Moon movie, like there's a scene where like she has some bloody gauze that was used to clean up her body and like it gets burned. And like as you're looking at the, the gauze being burned, it looks like the flower on the cover of the New Moon book. And they try so hard to get those on screen in cool ways. But again, it's just so cheesy and fun to watch. And that's fun. But we are almost an hour and a half into our recording. I can probably edit that down a bit, but we should really get into final thoughts now. Tell me, Bell, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, like, uh, my final thoughts is this movie was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It had some neat things. Uh, I kind of, it's, I mean, it's bad, but it's not like bad. If you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like, I'm not watching, um, I'm not watching the room here. It's not that it's not that <laughs> it's just fine. I actually dig some of the lore, uh, in this, in this movie. I like the little found family kind of thing where like the, the dad is, like siring all of the the vampires because he's a doctor and when he like has no other choice to to make a to family. heal a patient that's about to die he will turn them into a vampire oh, and like yeah. that's a cool yeah. idea i don't know if they're gonna do anything with it probably not but it's a cool idea and like there's little there's little inklings of of interest in here yeah that idea gets uh, but on, on the whole, I just, I just, uh, I was bored through most of it. It's, it's a very slow movie. So in later movies, there is a comparison because not everyone in his family was made that way. So there, there are some people who were not sired by Carlisle, by the dad, and they were turned into vampires in other ways and added to the family at later points. And that sort of creates some interesting tension. So if you're interested in that concept, then it, the movies do explore like what the difference is between someone who didn't have a choice to become a vampire and it was either become a vampire or die and like what happened to people who were turned into vampires by other people who had more sinister intentions and also comparing that to Bella who just wants to be turned into a vampire because that is her goal and because that is what she wants. So if that's something you're interested in, you might be interested in checking out the other movies. All right, then. Uh, so I my won't, final thoughts, but I will keep that in mind. I'm, this movie is the most beautiful mess. And I enjoy it. It <laughs> That sounds so succinct. But this movie is all over the place. Like I said it earlier, like people are either trying really hard or not trying at all. And I feel like Watching the movie, there's just cheese everywhere. And it is delicious, over-the-top cheese. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like I say that so much on this podcast. Oh, it's so this thing, but I wouldn't have it any other way. But this is the pinnacle of that. I mean, like, most people will call a movie like this a guilty pleasure, but I refuse to feel guilty about it. I love the Twilight movie. I love the books. I love all the other Twilight movies. I mean... I let myself sort of fall out of enjoying these movies 
before I actually got to see the last couple of them. And, like, going back to watch them again and reminding myself how much fun I had just enjoying the books and the movies and all that makes me really excited to go look down all the other ones and watch them again myself. Like, I, I had a really good time watching this. And, I mean, even if you weren't as blown away as I was, I'm really glad you gave them a chance, Belle, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad you watched them. I, you know, you know, you sat through Garbage Pail Kids for me. I, I, I owe you at least a Twilight. Uh, and you know what? It was fine. It was absolutely fine. And don't feel ashamed. Y'all you know, live your truth. So. Yes. Mom, Dad, I'm a Twilight fan. So yeah, I think that's it for this week. Join us again in two weeks when we do our Pride special. We're going to be talking about the 2010, excuse me, 2017 TV show, Danger and Eggs. Um, in the meantime, come join us on Discord. We love hanging out with people there. Um, we're looking to do, we're looking to hang out with more people on Discord. So if nothing else, just stop by, say hello. Um, if you don't want to join us on Discord, then go ahead and leave us a comment here. Let us know how you're feeling. Leave us a like or a dislike, whatever you're in the mood for. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to see our future episodes. Did I get everything, Bell? I mean, I, I gave the big YouTube clip, but I keep forgetting. Like, we have... A fairly a fairly significant number of listeners on a couple of other pop, excuse me podcasting platforms as well. So if you want to listen to us on somewhere besides YouTube, there's a couple other places for you to check out. It's all the same content though. We have the content on the podcasting platforms, po content on YouTube, and you can hang out with us on Discord. That's what we're offering. We're we're all over the place, so. We're really not all over the place. We're on your preferred podcasting platform. We're on YouTube and we're on Discord. And that is it. And that is... How I, you know what? We're on a couple places. But, you know, we might be able to get to syndicated television if we get enough likes. So smash that like button. Hit subscribe. Check that bell if you want to get notifications. Oh, are we done? We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> oh my god, yes. This is going to be our longest episode yet. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm also not sorry though. <laughs> this is such a Thank you so much for coming by. This shit's movie length. Good night, everybody. Yes, this is almost the length of a Twilight movie.